Coming up on the WAC Podcast, baseball heading down the home stretch. We had some big wins on Tuesday night, and we're just weeks away from the baseball tournament in Mesa, Arizona. We're going to talk to Rick McCarty, the head baseball coach at Abilene Christian, the Wildcats, in the middle of a very nice year. Speaking of coaches, Utah Valley names their new men's basketball coach, and we'll talk some softball all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Down, 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 down. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. We're back! Baseball is so close to the tournament. I mean, it's not close. 41 days. But we're in April. Next thing you know, it's going to be May. I mean, it's almost tax day. It is almost tax day. We just had Easter for those who celebrate Easter. That's right. That's always kind of a uh, springtime kind of a thing. Hey, the uh, now that we live in Texas, it's a little different because in Colorado it was like that's when the flowers start to bloom and the trees start to Uh, grass. Here it kind of happens a little bit earlier. I mean, it was eighty degrees yesterday. It was eighty-three in Denver yesterday. Oh wow! What is that? It was eighty-five in Minneapolis. Get out of here! What is happening? Are you checking the temps across. I mean, the country? that's what happens when you get to be an old guy and watch the news. Oh man! They talk about stuff like that, but yeah, beautiful weather here in Arlington, Texas. I will say that. And speaking of beautiful weather, that's where you want to play outdoor sports. That's right. And baseball, we're well into the season now. Tuesday night, uh, which tends to be the like the big. Hey, we're going to play some Power 5 schools. We're going to have some big matchups. And we had some big wins on Tuesday. We had Seattle go to Portland, went 10-2. UTRGV just schooling Texas A&M Corpus Christi, 11-2. That's a nice little rivalry that they have going there. Abilene Christian, we're going to talk to Rick McCarty coming up in Segment 2. They lose to TCU 7-5, so it was a close game throughout. And TCU, I believe, ranked number 25 in the nation. Uh, Brigham Young comes out on top of Utah Tech, 8-5. to Utah Valley, another big win, topping Utah 6-5. to Grand Canyon, they, uh, they've they hit a little bit of a lull here in the, in the midseason. Played well, a lot of runs scored, but to fall to Arizona State, 13-10. to uh, Sac State playing UC Davis, they fall 4-3. to And uh, New Mexico State uh, went to Arizona, did not have the outcome they were looking for there. Uh, falling by a score of 14 to 2. Hey, but when you see that Sacramento State, it was 11 inning game. So they, you know, they were fighting there. They were um, in it. And even Grand Canyon was in it for for the most part. Even how about which we'll talk about later with our good friend coach Rick McCarty over at Abilene Christian. I mean, they they put a nice battle to TCU. At one point they were actually down 6 to 1. Oh yeah, that, but yeah. then they they come back and you know they they fall short. They had eleven hits though compared to the nine from TCU, so they're they're in a good place. Should get a chance to hear from Coach, see how he's liking his team progressing this season. Very nice, and in we mentioned forty one days away from the tournament, Mesa, Arizona. We're looking forward to that. That's always a lot of fun. It's going to start on a Tuesday this year. Coming up on a Tuesday. Coming up on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, they, which it, it's always fun because, one, one, it's a great facility, Ho-Cam Stadium, uh, spring training home of the Oakland A's. It's always warm weather. 
hot weather. Sometimes. I got to bring out the thermometer again. I got to get a new one. Got to get a new one because the other one melted. <laughs> um, but it's also kind of our last thing as a conference office we do uh, for the year. So that's uh, another kind of layer of fun, if you will, there. Uh, WAC Baseball Players of the Week this week. We had uh, Brandon Pimentel from UTRGV. He also picked up, I saw, a national award. He had 11 runs batted in on the week. The outstanding player from UTRGV is an outfielder and a first baseman. And then Liam Rocha from California Baptist is the Ticket Smarter WAC Pitcher of the Week. Rocha, a right-hander, had a uh, great game at New Mexico State. No runs allowed, two hits. Uh, the relief came in, gave up a few runs in the last inning there, so he picks up the win. Uh, also struck out seven Aggies batters. And, and to go into New Mexico State, even though not having a typical New Mexico State year, that is a tough ballpark to pitch in in terms of it's uh, generally pretty hitter-friendly uh, as the winds blow there in Las Cruces. So to throw a two-hitter uh, against the Aggies, that's, uh, that's whack pitcher of the week worthy. Certainly whack pitcher of the week worthy. So take a look at these baseball standings. We got Sam Houston still at the top, 12 and 3, then Stephen F. Austin, and oh, Abilene Christian. Right there. 8 and 4, then Grand Canyon, 9 and 6, California Baptist, 9 and 6. So looks, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> shuffling that could be done at the top there. But, you know, Sam Houston has really come out, and I mean, they've, they're. They're on a two-game losing streak at the current moment. But, you know, they were the team that came one into Grand Canyon, beat them. But we'll have to we'll have to see how these uh, standings shuffle out because, you know, our tournament is bigger than ever before. Well, I think it's the same size as last okay. year. Okay. We know, just are playing days. It's just a different, a little bit different right, of a different format. Different format. I lied. Uh, Grand Canyon, as you mentioned, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They did crack the top 25 and then have had uh, a few. I mean, they lose to Sam Houston the series uh, two games to one. They lose to Seattle U. I think that was the big surprise this past weekend. The Red Hawks winning nine to eight in ten innings. They also win five to two. And then Grand Canyon comes out wins fourteen to two in the series finale. It doesn't get any easier. Part of the reason we're talking to Rick McCarty in our second segment. That's where the Lopes travel to this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They will be at Abilene Christian. So that's the one to circle on the calendar if you're watching some WAG baseball this week. Circle it. One of the other interesting things, Kendra, is top eight go, as you mentioned, bigger and better than before, even though it's the <laughs> same size. Um, the top eight right now, you, you mentioned that the ones at the top there, California Baptist also at nine and six, UTA, UTRGV, Seattle U would be uh, six, seven, eight. So if this tournament started today, which it does not. Yes. Sacramento State would not be in the tournament. Which is crazy because for those of you who have been avid whack baseball followers, Sacramento State usually, you know, is, is a solid team in the tournament. But, you know, last year was the whole, you know, uh, I had gotten a chance to talk to some parents, some moms of the group, and they were all super emotional because a lot of those guys have been playing there together for their entire career and it was over. So they were definitely going to lose some of those big pieces um, from last year. And so, yeah, they're – might be in a little bit of a rebuilding year, so if they can get into the tournament, maybe you know that would be that would be big for this team. Always, always a dangerous team. And Utah Valley, as we mentioned, they beat Utah last night. They they would also be on the outside looking in if the st- tournament started today. And then Utah Tech, Tarleton, both eligible 
to be in the tournament this year, but both would not be in again if it started right now. So there's a lot to be figured out, but Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian all are the top three schools, and they, uh, if you remember last year, there was that West-Southwest division thing going on, and and in the tournament anyway, the West division, as I recall, seemed to, to have a, a really good run in terms of uh, New Mexico State winning, and then also uh, Grand Canyon making the NCAA tournament last year. So this year seeing uh, the three schools from the old Southwest Division on top of the league standings. That is true. That is true. That is interesting. I mean, New Mexico State won the tournament last year. Now they're sitting at 4-11. and 11. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, well, I was going to, yeah. You know, they don't have – they've let go of their head coach, Mike Kirby, from last year. So I know there's a lot of shuffling going on in that program as they try and, you know, get some some things to gel out there on the diamond. Speaking of coaching changes, switching to basketball, Todd Phillips named the new head men's basketball coach at Utah Valley. You were uh, not here last week at Tony Jones and Demetrius House trying to fill in. I mean, it takes two people to fill in for Kendra. But um, uh, Tony and I were talking about that in terms of who would be the, the next person that uh, Jared Sumption and the, the crew at uh, Utah Valley would be hiring, and they didn't have to look very far. Todd Phillips, a guy who was able to step in uh, in that uh, NIT uh, the uh, when Mark Madsen was uh, still at home because uh, he had the baby on the way, wasn't sure if he was going to coach in the Final Four of the NIT. They had Todd Phillips doing the press conference, those kind of things. He gets the head coaching job, which uh, seems to make a lot of sense. It does. You know, he's been with the program. He spent four, the last four years as the assistant coach and associate head coach. And I feel like we're seeing a little bit more. I mean, we saw in Sam Houston, they're leaving the league, but they hire within their program, Utah Valley hires. And I think, you know, with the transfer portal and everything, you know, is it a good idea? You get that, you know, the associate coach, you're not bringing in somebody new, which also can bring in new talent, you know, that way. But if you want to get some guys to stay, maybe you keep some consistency within the coaching staff. You know, they have some good pieces. I don't think they want Aziz Bandago to leave. And depending on uh, who you look at online, uh, maybe may already deciding to stay. Um, some other players uh, deciding to leave. Uh, right. Also did see former Utah Valley player Fardaz Amak, former WAC Player of the Year, uh, hit the transfer portal, was at Texas Tech most recently, and he will be joining Coach Madsen at Cal. Reunited. You know, Mark Madsen has developed big men, and, you know, he really gave Fardaz, you know, a big – push in his career and even when he was at Utah Valley he was testing those NBA waters and he had come back and then of course he gets injured at Texas Tech doesn't really play too much but yeah I think I saw when I when I saw Fardaz Amak head to Cal I was like ha makes so much sense <laughs> now uh, we, you just mentioned Aziz Bandago uh, the whack in the top five and several categories schools in different stat categories utah valley leading the nation in block shots this year 6.5 per game they also finish fourth in the nation in rebounding per game at 40.3 of course aziz bandago a big part of that in both categories i think he finished the number four in the nation in block shots as an individual also saw southern utah number four in the nation in average points per game at over 82 there's another school that's going to need to uh name a head coach in the not too distant future we're also seeing utrgv free throws this this is one uh maybe that wasn't on the radar number one in the nation in free throw attempts per game 
and fourth in the nation in free throws made per game. So that tells you the uh, Vaqueros go to the hoop, they get fouled, and, uh, you know, 17.5 free throws per game. That's that's quite a bit as, you know, we've kind of seen that shift to a lot of three-point shooting in basketball the last few years. UTRGV is still taking it hard to the cup. Still drawing that contact, getting to that good old charity stripe, and looks like, you know, they're first. They've, they're making them too. Sam Houston finishes number four in the nation in points given up per game. So under 60 per game, 59.3. Shows you they put the lockdown on you when you go to Huntsville. Also, defensively, uh, Abilene Christian finishes uh, number five in turnovers forced per game and number five in turnover margin. Stephen F. Austin, even better in turnovers forced per game, 18.1. That is number three in the nation. So tough defense being played in the WAC this year. Defense wins championships. We have so many good defensive teams in the WAC. And on the women's side, we have some awesome stats as well. Grand Canyon finished fourth in the nation with in steals per game at 12.6. We know head coach Molly Miller is all about her defense. They pick up Aaliyah Collins from Chicago State, who is just a defense machine. She led the team, I believe, in steals by like just a million. Not a million, but you know. I don't think that's an official stat. And Official stat, 1.2 million. Just kidding. Uh, Sam Houston, third in the nation. Offensive rebounds per game, 17.1. They're really good on the boards. I remember talking to Raven Justice, though, one of the games, and she wasn't too happy with her team. And she's like, it's great. We're making these offensive rebounds, but we don't get our second chance points. So what's the point of that? (laughs) And I was like, you got me there, coach. You know, It's always one of those stats you're not too sure if it's a lot of – uh, getting your own rebound kind of a thing. But, hey, that's it's tough to do sometimes. And then UT Arlington finishes number three in the nation in free throws made per game. So, again, getting to the cup. Uh, Star Jacobs, a big part of that, and and she did announce she's she's coming back to UTA next year. Yeah, I know that was that was a big uh, excitement for Mavs fans. She was a huge part, and then she got injured. You know, she went down in that game in the tournament. Um, she took a pretty hard hit and had to leave early, and so good to see her return. And interested to see what Sharika Wright will take that program next year. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some wax softball. You're listening to the Wax Podcast. Don't don't know. We would like to thank our partners, Hercules Tires, Ticket Smarter, and Adidas. Now, back to the WAC Podcast. WAC Softball, we're uh, heading down the home stretch. That's uh, what I always tend to say this time home of year. Home stretch. And we only have four weeks until the That's WAC insane. Softball Tournament, which is going to be in Phoenix, AZ. And you're going to be there. You're going to be calling some of the games. I am. I get I get to hop on the into the booth for uh, one game each morning for the analyst role, and then we're bringing sideline to softball, something we didn't do last year, which is super exciting for the semis and the championship and the if necessary game. So that'll be a lot of fun to highlight some of those featurey stories on our softball teams. Just go ahead and pencil in that feature or the. Uh, if necessary, if necessary game. game. And the features, by the way. Just go ahead and pencil those in. Just pencil it all in. How about Utah Tech on top of the standings? They are now 9-3. and three. We just mentioned Utah Tech. Tarleton would not be in the baseball tournament. Utah Tech, season ends today. They're the number one seed in softball. 
They are, and they play Grand Canyon, I believe, Ooh. this week, who is, oh, just third on there. So that should be a nice matchup that, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak with some Utah Tech softball players potentially down the road. Are we talking uh, Kate Delinsky? We And you know what? Why would we talk Kate Delinsky? Because she is our whack Pitcher of the week. Pitcher of the week. Ticket yeah. smarter. Ticket smarter. Ticket smarter. She uh, she's the red shirt senior. Went two and zero. Two starts. Struck out five against Seattle. And then uh, let's see what other. Oh, and then a four hit shutout. Um, also against Seattle. So when they were playing, I guess Seattle this weekend. Yeah. So in Seattle, you know, traditionally one of the top teams in the WAC. So they sweep the Red Hawks. First time they had ever beaten Seattle U and they sweep them so Utah Tech definitely on the right track and they will be playing uh, let's see we, we finally got our computers I tell you the internet's running slow folks Grand Canyon is the opponent this weekend and that's going to be at GCU so that's the one to circle if you're uh, just going to watch one wax softball uh, series this weekend. That is the one to circle. And New Mexico State's Kayla Bowen gets the hitter of the week. She went six for nine against Sam Houston, finished with eight RBIs, three homers, five runs scored, a double, and three walks. She set the new season high in hits, home runs, runs scored, runs bad in, and putouts. Records. And this Not is records, uh, the second yeah. week in a row that Kayla Bowen has been named the WAC Player of the Week, brought to you by Ticket Smarter. So New Mexico State, another team, kind of to keep an eye on there, Kendra, because this is a, a team that kind of started off slow. Uh, they are 17-17, and 17, but uh, now 6-6 six and six in the WAC. I guess it's exactly the same, 500-500. Uh, they could be a team to watch for uh, come tournament time. They could, and you know, Tuesday usually non-conference. We had California Baptist, Southern Utah playing each other. The Lancers get both wins in the doubleheader, and and I bet it won't load. So, what one of the other things while you're looking at that stuff up is the parity in the conference this year. So we have Utah Tech on top at nine and three, California Baptist currently at seven and four, Grand Canyon, Stephen F at seven and five. Tarleton, Sam Houston, UTA, Utah Valley, New Mexico State, all 6-6. Six and six. So one of those teams would not be in the WAC tournament if it started today at 6-6. Six and six. That's wild. Seattle U now, after you know getting swept at Utah Tech, now 5-7. and seven. Again, a team that wouldn't be in the tournament. 24-14 and 14 overall, so you got to figure that's going to even out as, as the season goes along. But just to, goes to show you, how much parity there is in wax softball this year. There is. Our league is good. And it's so interesting, you know, with the with the West schools and then the Texas schools and, and seeing when they come and play each other. It was Alyssa Montes de Oca. Pretty sure I butchered that. So yes. I will uh, get that right for the tournament. Alyssa, do not worry. But she had a story night. She was the first Lancer to have a five-hit game and go five for five in the Division One era. Wow. So how about that? A little factoid. 10-4 they won. All right. Yeah, I just feel like throwing in facts today. I tell you, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that uh, wraps up our <laughs> this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk to Abilene Christian baseball coach Rick McCarty. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. <gasps> Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. 
and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. As promised, we are now joined by Abilene Christian head baseball coach Rick McCarty. Coach McCarty, welcome to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for having me today, guys. Coach, uh, first off, I know uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. You had a big uh, game against uh, TCU on Tuesday. Didn't come out win-loss-wise the way maybe you wanted it to, but uh, a a close game. And what are some uh, positives you saw from uh, taking on the Horned Frogs? Yeah, we're in the middle of a tough stretch now, you know, coming off Sam Houston last week and then TCU yesterday and Grand Canyon's coming to town this weekend. And then if you forecast out the next six or seven midweeks, you know, we're, we're supposed to not win a game, I guess, the rest of the year. But uh, <laughs> hope it will change that. Uh, but yeah, last night was it was a great night from from a just from a program standpoint. We had, we had a, you know, a really good crowd. Uh, gave them four in the fourth. I thought our guys battled back real well, and there was some highlighted things. We outhit them, which is which is sometimes hard to do against TCU. Just you know, they can always pitch it extremely well, and but we made them earn it. You know, they had a, they 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 ran their top three arms there out at the end, and uh, we had a shot to win it. You know, with the tying run at the plate in the ninth. So um, I like where we're at. You know, I think we've got a good group of guys, great leadership. I think we've been pretty consistent you know, on the mound defensively and offensively, you know, all three have carried us at some point throughout the year. So uh, hopefully we're primed for a good, a good stretch run. You know, we lost our first series of the year this weekend down at Sam, a little unusual, you know, the doubleheader Saturday and stuff's always a little tricky, but uh, they've got a really good group. So we'll see what Grand Canyon has when they come to town this weekend. And, you know, I know that's, uh, I know Greg's going to bring a good group to town as well. When I was looking at some of the stats from last night's game, you had Brooks Gay, who came in for that ninth inning through scoreless. Of course, he just faced three batters. But, you know, that was his first game back since February 20th, I think, when they played Nevada. Um, was he injured? Is he just kind of coming back? Or did you, you know, just find the, you know, that was the moment to kind of throw him back into the lineup? Yeah, tough, tough time to make your second college appearance. <laughs> He's been fine. Um, you know, he's young and he's, he's worked and he's, you know, we've, we've had roll-up sessions each week and he continues to get better each week and thought he deserved that opportunity last night. You know, with these midweek contests, a lot of times, don't get me wrong, we're absolutely trying to win. Um, but it does create some opportunities maybe to try to get some other guys in there. And that's been a challenge, you know, we've, you know, we've been on the right side of things so much and, um, to this point in the year. So you, you kind of get settled and certain guys are thrown in certain roles and um, it's hard to get some guys in there who deserves some opportunities to get in there. So Brooks is one of those guys, Sam Burbrook is another one that's, that's done a lot of really good things in our program, just hasn't been out there as much as he probably deserves because uh, we've done some things right. So now it was good to see him out. He's an Abilene, Abilene guy here. So uh, let's throw him in the ring against the you know, top 25 team in the country in front of a hometown crowd. So good night for him. Glad he got a zero. Coach, the, these Tuesday games, you mentioned playing top 25 team in TCU. You played Nebraska, beat them, played Baylor, beat them. I know you have Texas Tech uh, coming up later in the year as well, a game that I think was postponed because of weather. 
as far as playing these big time op- opponents midweek, especially once you're into conference play, uh, what's what's kind of the the rationale there? You just want to see how you guys stack up against the best. Yeah, we're trying to build a program. You know, I, mean, I think that's that's the only way you can do that here. Um, you know, I think uh, for us as a you know as a conference as a program in general, for, for us to get multiple teams in, you know, Grand Canyon kind of set the precedent last year with that, and, and I thought Stank then did a really good job with the tough, challenging schedule. Um, we want to do the same thing here. You know, I think when you look at faith-based institutions like Dallas Baptist and Campbell and Liberty and some of those schools, I, I feel like that's our goal. We want to be aligned with those conversations at the end of the year from for hopefully from a postseason standpoint. So I think the only way to do that is is schedule well middle of the week. Um, I think it helps from a recruiting standpoint too, because we're going to have an opportunity to play. Uh, you just mentioned a few of them, but, you know, I think we, we've been doing home and home with Baylor, with Texas Tech, with TCU. We played OU and Globe Life this year. You know, we're going to go to Texas next week and play uh, in Austin. So, uh, fortunately, we've, we've won at several of those places to this point in our tenure. So, um, I think that's the only way you get comfortable in those venues is is playing in those venues. So, uh, we've got some guys that believe we play. You know, I think last night is as good as TCU is. I think our guys expected to to be in the game and win the game. You know, we've came a little short. So, no, we're as long as I'm the head coach here, we're gonna we're gonna play and 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 um, we're gonna challenge ourselves. I think when you look at our schedule this year, uh, it's by far the most challenging one since I've been here in year five. Coach, you got five guys that are batting above 300 and a couple more that are right there on the cusp. Uh, William or Garrett Williams, excuse me, is, is new to the program this year. He's right now has your top batting average. What do you like from him and how do you feel offensively? I mean, you, you connected, you had 11 hits, which, you know, was, was a big uh, number for you guys last night, but where do you like where this, this program is going um, when you guys are up to bat? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've got some good pieces. Uh, I think in the past it's, it's been a little bit more power profile. You know, I think we had 83 home runs last year, but we also still eight bases. Um, we've probably got a little different dynamic in terms of more bat to ball, which personally I like, I think that's allows you to maybe pl- apply a little bit more pressure. Um, Garrett's one of those guys that, um, yeah, he can impact the baseball, but he's also really, really good at just in terms of, bat to ball not a ton of swing and miss is going to find his way on base and you know with the way our lineup's been set with Miller Lattisall behind him and then Logan Britt Grayson Tatro's having a great year Tanner Tweed Maddox Misi a freshman that's it's that's had three walk-off hits already in his young career I think it, it's you got to navigate through it um there may not be the most scary physically imposing guys that maybe we've had some in the past, but from a bat to ball, put pressure on guys, it's uh, it's work for the most part. So we're excited about that. We want to continue to get better. And uh, that was a point of emphasis for sure, I think, as we went into the spring. Coach, you mentioned the kind of the gauntlet that you're going through on your schedule right now. I haven't played Sam Houston last week, Grand Canyon coming up this week. Uh, last year, uh, we, we had the divisions, the Southwest and the West, whereas this year it's one one conference and i think you get to see uh more teams uh this year than than maybe you did last year how has that uh, changed for you uh kind of looking at the conference as you head to uh what will be the tournament what we said in 41 days as far as getting ready for that having these these tough three game series but also having to travel maybe a little bit more this year 
Yeah, it's it's we we honestly we haven't hit that stride yet because we've we played Sac State uh, early on and that was at home. Uh, we do go to Cal Baptist. We go to Seattle. Uh, we've got Utah Tech coming here. So I feel like the other side, so to speak, from last year, we we've kind of got at the back end. You know, we had Stephen F. Austin. We've got UTRGV. Um, so we we're familiar with Sam, et cetera, you know, so I think we'll get a little bit more taste of that and what that feels like here, the back, the back half of our uh, conference schedule. But I think it's good, you know, for our guys to get those experiences. I don't know how many of our guys have been to Seattle, you know, but they're going to get an opportunity to do that the last weekend of the year. Um, I've never been to Cal Baptist in that part of the the state there. So we went to Fresno last year. We, we always try to travel Santa Barbara a few years ago back to, to kind of get some guys some of those experiences and play different people. Um, but I think it's it's kind of fascinating when you look at this. There's just different brands, different styles. I think when you look at the home ballparks, they all play significantly different, you know, I think, which which adds to some different niches in recruiting sometimes. So, um, no, I, I wish we played everyone. You know, that's the one thing that I don't like about this schedule this year is where, you know, we're missing a couple of teams as well as everyone else. And, just from a competitive balance standpoint, sometimes I think that that can skew some things. But um, I know we're certainly being challenged in the month of April when you look at, you know, who we've got here four or five, six weekends in a row. So, um, but we're excited about that opportunity. You know, I think we're, we're about to catch some road road series coming up the next two weekends after we get through Grand Canyon. Yeah, you got a fun travel schedule ahead. And so I know last year at the tournament, your son was out there and he was, you know, getting the bats and stuff. So does he travel with you guys or is he strictly just a, a home home game guy? Or will he get a chance to, you know, go to Seattle, maybe check out the, the throwing fish market? That yeah. There? <laughs> no, Miles, he, he, well, he, he comes as, as often as mom allows him to miss class, <laughs> I guess. Uh, my wife's an elementary school teacher and um, he's in sixth grade right now. So he's at that point, but yeah, I, I certainly, I didn't have those opportunities as a young, as a 13 year old growing up. So the more opportunities I can have him on the bus and with our guys, and he really enjoys being around them as, as, as his big brothers, I guess, and just learn so much. So he's, it's, I think the ones that aren't as long, he'll be there. He usually likes to go on the midweeks, the big ones, you know, he likes the power five games for sure. <laughs> uh, but now he may make a trip or two and hopefully we're all back in May said he'll be a part of that as well. Coach, you mentioned uh, Sam Houston last week. Uh, kind of a kind of a weird series uh, it, because of the weather. I had to play a doubleheader on Saturday instead of I think originally supposed to play on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then wind up playing on Easter as well. Uh, as you mentioned, Sam Houston playing really well. Uh, came down to uh, I believe extra innings. One of the games uh, had a had a walk off that could have gone either way. Uh, and then also we're seeing Stephen F. Austin uh, right now. Top three teams in the league are are from that Southwest Division last year. A lot of baseball left to be played, but it seems like the the Texas schools uh, seem to be off, uh, started off on the right foot here. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's obviously some pride here. I think we play good baseball in the state, but so does California. So does like everyone in our league is is you know there's different. Um, there's different geography for sure, uh, different brands of baseball. But I think, you know, Sam has is, is, is got a really good lineup. You know, I think they've got some really good pieces on the mound. Tough place to go play. Uh, we were our staff. We're five and five at Sam Houston the last three years. <laughs> so we played 
10 times in Huntsville uh, the last three years, just the way the, the calendar and the COVID scheduling and all that. So, um, yeah, this week, last week was kind of weird. You know, we, we were supposed to play at Texas Tech on Tuesday. Uh, it did not rain one drop, uh, but they had 35 to 50 mile an hour winds with gusts mm-hmm. up to 70. Uh, so from a safety travel dust hazard, we we didn't go play. Uh, and then it just rained uh, for literally for two straight days and and Sam so in Huntsville. So a little weird, you know, the first game of a doubleheader or first day of a weekend when you're playing a doubleheader is always a little uncomfortable for the coaches. I think, you know, the players are fine. But now I think when you look back at the weekend, you know, uh, two one run games, they beat us five to one the first game. And then we led literally, you know, eight and two thirds uh, in game two. And then we did the same thing. We led all nine. So. I think game two certainly could have went either which way. They found a way to win it there at the end um, with the walk off. And then our guys showed back up and uh, had to absorb. That was a tough loss for us, you know, on Saturday. And a couple, you know, it was umpire interference that kind of had that played itself into it there in the ninth. And those are just unusual things you've got to deal with in collegiate athletics sometimes. And I thought our guys did a remarkable job of showing back up Sunday and winning in a tough environment when we were on the verge of getting swept. So that gives us a chance and obviously sets it up, you know, sets this weekend up a little bit more uh, with, with GCU coming to town. With Grand Canyon coming to town and you look at this matchup, I mean, last year they had this freshman, Daniel Vitia, really solid pitcher coming back this year. What kind of things are you looking at when you, you know, have the scouting report on Grand Canyon and telling your guys as, you know, you guys look to win this series? Yeah, we know we're going to be good. They're going to be well coached. They're going to be very athletic. Um, I think they've got a really good starting rotation. I'm assuming they'll have two left-handers in it. Um, you mentioned a video, you know, who we saw in the opening game of the of the conference tournament last year. So uh, we played them three times in the tournament last, I guess, last spring. Uh, so at least we've got some familiarity with them from playing. Um, so um, yeah, we're we're excited about the opportunity there. I feel like you know. We want to become a top one, two, or three team in this league. They've obviously been the established team that's that's been at the top every year. So uh, hopefully there'll be some really good baseball games this weekend and we can find a way to win two or three. And uh, it'd, it'd be great to win the series at home and um, take care of business in that regard. But I know they're going to be well coached. And, you know, while those guys do a really good job, and they've obviously got some talent. So um, we'll see how the weekend shakes out. But our guys will be excited to play. Coach McCarty, not to look too far ahead, but we always do that. That's what we do on this podcast <laughs> is uh, we, we got the baseball tournament 41 days away and a lot of baseball left to be played. We said if it started today, uh, Sacramento State wouldn't be in the tournament. So there's a lot to be determined between now and then, assuming you guys are in in that mix, uh, you know, as, as you continue playing well. Uh, Kendra was, uh, I believe, a part of your dugout uh, last year. Uh, oh, yeah. Was she a good luck charm? Would, would you plan on inviting her back as she's doing? Absolutely. Reports? Absolutely. Yeah. I wish she was one game better though. Nine more innings would have got us to the tournament or to a regional, but we, we came a little short, but yeah, we got to know each other pretty well. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, just send me a, a snack list that you guys have so I can make sure some of my favorite items are on there. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, she did say Coach Kirby did. Uh, oh yeah, did he, make sandwiches for her last year, he did, and, and they won the tournament. So. Peanut butter and jelly. So I'm not saying you got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not that hard to. Well, you, I, I'll sell my soul to win the win a championship by <laughs> buying some sandwiches. That's not that difficult. Are, are you a sandwich in the dugout, uh, Coach? Or uh, seemed like everybody had a different setup there. Uh, we, we, we are, believe it or not, I think we, we've kind of fallen in the, especially when it's warm, we'll go tropical smoothie sometimes. There'll be a Ooh. smoothie with a, a flatbread or some type of wrap sometimes. Um, then we've got the old school peanut butter and jelly as well, you know, crackers and pretzels and whatever, but, um, the nutrition side, the protein bars, the honey stingers, uh, we've got, yeah, <laughs> we've got quite a bit of stuff in there. You can ask miles, my son, he'll. I think he ransacks it and eats all of it sometimes. But, <laughs> but yeah, I would love to not have to play the gauntlet that we did last year. I, I can't even remember what it was, but I know we played, um, I guess, lost the first one single and then double, double. So whatever that is, six games, I think, maybe like 96 hours, if I remember right. So uh, in the Arizona heat, but great group of guys, man. Like that's uh, off. There's so ever so many different guys had a different moment. I think during that tournament, you know, when you look at the pitching, because then you lose the first game on the week and have to come back through, especially when you have to go through GCU twice. And there's just so many stories of guys. Um, I think a Henry Cervantes says from Phoenix, first opportunity for him. He won a complete game shut out, really give us a chance against not shut out, but complete game against Seattle on day two, just to give us a chance with our bullpen to push through that next two days. So, yeah, I'll I'll forever remember that uh, four or five day stretch there in Mesa last year. It was certainly hot. I had the yep. thermometer last year; it broke because I I don't know I left it out one night and then it yeah it was just, it melted. Actually. Yeah, it wasn't a high quality one, so we'll see. Maybe this year we'll get a better one. Yeah, well, I hope we're I hope we're there. We still got some work to do, like you said. I think there's a ton of parity in the league and. Yeah, we'll we'll take each game and try to stack dubs as much as we can between now and then. Well, hey, Coach McCarty, want to thank you for taking some time out uh, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon. Appreciate what you do for for all the institutions here, and uh, we're proud member of the WAC. Awesome. That is Coach Rick McCarty from Abilene Christian. Thanks everybody for listening to the WAC podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at waxsports.com.